0: I'm glad you guys are here. Um, I know it's your summer, but yet you're here in church, and so I want to thank God for that. Would you give it up for actually being here today? Um, So this morning, we're concluding our series called Loving What Matters, and I told you in the first two weeks that um, when Jesus was asked the question, what matters most, Jesus was asked, um, you know, what's most important, and Jesus said the first thing you should do is to love uh, the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind that's the first thing we should do. Um, then he said the second thing is to love your neighbor or love others as yourself. And so the, every, the totality of everything that we'll do as Christians hinges on these two things. That's what the scripture says, on those two things. But I want to f- focus on the third aspect of that. There's, there's loving God and there's loving others, but Jesus said love others as yourself. And so I, wanted, I want to talk about lo- how, we, how we should love ourselves, the proper perspective of loving ourselves. Because we live in a world where there's all kinds of distractions. There's camp, you know, there's, there's the computer that goes out in the morning. Sometimes there's job tr- transitions and situations that happen. And, and we have all kinds of things that come up in our lives that, that, that steer us away, that steer us away from focusing on what, what should matter most. So for some of us, loving ourselves is simply um, pampering ourselves. When we look at loving ourselves, we, we think of massages, don't we? We think of massages. Uh, am I the only one? We think, okay, yeah, this works best when y'all, you know, I'm up on the, <laughs> on the chair talking. Um, we th- when we think of loving ourselves, we, we think of massages, uh, massages, I can't say it this morning. Um, we think of getting our nails and hair done, well, I don't do that part, but, you know, um, going on vacations and, 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 you know, sitting by the water, I'm taking care, I'm having a moment. Um, we, when we think of pampering ourselves, we think of uh, perfecting our bodies, getting them into the perfect shape or, or our ideal shape when we talk about loving ourselves. And you can do all of the above things and still not have appreciation for yourself. And, 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 I think, and I think the designer, when he looks at us and he sees that we don't appreciate how he designed us, makes God sad. It makes him sad. And so I want to talk to you about the appreciation for yourself, of yourself, this morning. And David is my example. We're, we're going to look at just, just his life, just a little portion of his life, and, and, and get some truth from, from uh, David's life this morning. He's our biblical example. So in Psalms 139, verse 14, if you'll meet me there, it'll be on the screen as well. In Psalm 139, verse 14, in the ESV translation, it says, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. I'm going to read it again because it's just one verse. I praise you. Who is he talking to? He's talking to God. Come on, guys. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully. There's two things made Wonderful are your works. My soul, my soul knows it very well. It only takes David one verse to talk to God about his appreciation for us this morning. One verse. He says, I am fearfully. I want you to understand what that means to be fearfully and wonderfully made. You have a stamp on you by the designer and he wants to have you appreciate. He wants us. He wants you and I to appreciate how he designed us. So I want to speak to you for, from the topic this morning, wonderfully made, wonderfully made. Because something interesting happened to me this past week at camp when I was at youth camp down in Camp Vandermeer, um, about three, three, and, three and a half hours away or so. Um, like I said, I was preaching Monday through Thursday night, um, asking God to show me exactly what the kids uh, needed to hear and from their theme was your story, your story. And so I didn't know that God was gonna change your story for Sunday like he did, but he did. And um, I I was preaching each night and then after each service, God was doing some amazing things in these young people's hearts. Decisions were being made for Christ and the counselors and I, it was about five churches there, and the counselors and I were having conversations with the kids and some of the kids were blowing me away with their intellectual conversations to me. Um, asking, talking about what happens when we die, our body and our spirit, and does it go with God, and I mean, they were giving me some deep stuff, and so I was talking to them uh, after the service, and many decisions were made each, ser- each service, and so the counselors and I were pulling kids to the corner, to the left, to the right, and we're talking, and I was talking to this one young girl, and this one young girl at camp, she, uh, she, she asked, could she speak to me on the last night, on Thursday night, after the sermon, and I got excited because I'm thinking, oh, she's about to make a decision. And she came directly to the pastor. Um, and so she's like, Pastor, can I talk to you? And she's like looking like, can we go off to the side? And I was like, yes. Was just, sure. Y'all. I'm like, what, what's on your mind? And, and, and she said, um, I said, do you want to make a decision for Christ? And she said, no, no I'm already a Christian. <laughs> I started to just walk away. <laughs> um, no, 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 really. She said, she said I, I already, I'm already a Christian. I know God loves me. And she said, but I, can Pastor, could you tell me why I don't have any friends? She says, I, I feel like I'm a weirdo. This girl is 11 years old. It was breaking my heart. She says, I feel like I'm a weirdo. And I, and I said, well, why do you feel like a weirdo? She said, my mother and my father each have over a thousand friends on Facebook. I, I, I wanted to laugh, but it was a serious moment for her. And I said, sweetheart, that just because you have Facebook friends, that don't mean you have real friends. And so I started sharing with her that your value is not in the friends on social media. Your value is in, in who you know you are and what God surrounds you with. Amen. Mm. Amen. And so she says that, she says that you know, well, Pastor, you don't understand, Pastor, I have anxiety and depression issues. It makes me feel like a weirdo. And I said, no, you don't have anxiety and depression issues. And she said, I do, I do. I take medicine for my anxiety. And I I start rubbing my head. I said, you know, how old are you again? She said, 11. And I said, you have to start telling yourself, regardless of how you feel, that God has made you better than that. You may feel the anxiety, but you you're not a person walking around with anxiety. You may feel depressed, but you're not walking around telling yourself that I'm depressed. Um, And so she had these real issues. and, 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 And what I want you to understand is this young lady, she measured herself by the world's standards. She said, because I have anxiety and because I have depression, I'm a weirdo because I feel these things, and I, and I know that some of us as adults have this same issue. We have issues in our life. It might not be anxiety. It might not be depression, but we have these things in our lives that make, make us feel the sum total of something other than what God designed us to be. Oh, man. I know I only had a day and a half to give this to you, but you're going to get it. Um, so I want to speak to you today about the, for, I want to speak to the kid in you today. I want to speak to the kid in you. Because God loves you exactly how you are, and he designed you with a purpose. He designed you with a purpose. Ephesians 2.10, it's going to be on the screen because I want you to see it for yourself. Ephesians 2.10 says that you are God's masterpiece. You are God's. Ma- Do you know what a masterpiece is? It's, it's the difference between a vase and a vase. <laughs> Y'all know that, right? A vase may cost $2. A vase may cost $2,000. A masterpiece. God said, you are beautifully designed. Do you understand? You are beautifully designed. That when, when God in Genesis created us, he formed us, he fashioned us from dust, from nothing. And it wasn't, a, you, you and I didn't become a being in our humanity until he breathed. The breath of life into us you are beautifully designed with a purpose bob buford he was a leader among leaders in his book entitled halftime and it's not about football in his book entitled halftime he wrote about finding significance in the second half of his life and I, i wanted you to see this on the screen because some of you need to get this book In his book called Halftime, he talked about that he searched the whole first part of his life trying to find um, success. And it wasn't until the second half of his life that he realized that he was looking for significance. And some of us are searching for that very thing. We don't don't need necessarily success. We need significance in our lives. And that's what really matters. I just want to know that my life matters for something. I want to see my purpose come to fruition. I want to see the fruit of my purpose. Amen. Not the fruit of my problems. <laughs> Ooh, how, how long are you going to see and declare and show the fruit of your problems rather than to see the fruit of your purpose? Man, come on, church. Come on, church. So in Psalms 139, I'm not angry, by the way. I'm just pumped up. Um, In Psalms 139, David puts pen to parchment. And that's what they wrote on in those days. He puts pen to parchment to deal with the significance of his life. And he only gives us one verse today to do it. But if you look at all of chapter 139, David, David is declaring, you know, where can I go from your presence, oh God? He's declaring the knowledge of God of who he is. You are my designer. And where can I go? And if I go to the dark place, you are there. If I travel on a plane up high, you are there. Yeah. Where can I go? God, you've created me. Search me, oh God, and know and know my innards, yeah. Yeah. is what he's saying in the first part. And then, and then he goes into the second part, which we get our verse from. Then he moves on to his acknowledgement of God. You know me, but I know you. You've created me, and I wonder, when was the last time you thanked God for his design called you, the masterpiece called you? See, we thank people for uh, opening the door for us. We thank people for um, doing great things for us, but when's the last time, on a regular, habitual basis, you thank God for you? Oh God, I'm trying to get rid of my stomach. You know, I ate a lot of fast food this week. I came back like, <laughs> I'm like, God, I need to get it together. I, need, I, don't, I don't get to drink my shakes like I do for breakfast. Oh, my gosh. You know, we, we, we highlight all these other things about us, the problems, the blemishes. Have you all seen the commercial where they, show the, the, they put the, the black light on you, and, the, and, the, and the, the faces look nice at first, and then they show the sunspots and everything? And sometimes we're like, that. don't worry about what I'm doing when I'm doing me I'm mine. <laughs> We're looking at all the spots and all the blemishes, and Lord, that's all I want to point out, God. You know, if you, if you had done this for me, if you would have gave me a, a good two legs instead of one leg. Anyway, when was the last time you thanked God for the masterpiece called you? Maybe, yeah, you need to lose some weight. So what? Yeah, maybe you've been a little tired because you had to put it in on the job. So what? When was the last time you talked to the designer about his design? (sighs) (sighs) Because you are one of a kind. There's nobody else like you. There might be two marshals in the room, but I tell you, if you want to know the best one, (laughs) both of of us are going to say, you know what? (laughs) We are both unique, baby. We're not the same. Just because we had the same first name. You are uniquely and wonderfully made. Uh, I want you to understand this morning what it means when David declares that he's fearful and wonderful. I want you to understand what that, how that breaks down and what that means, what that looks like. So what does it mean, pastor, to be beautifully, to be fearfully and wonderfully made? It means that you are made for a purpose. You are made for a purpose. And I know when I wrote that down, I said, man, they're not gonna understand. You say purpose, pastor, but what does that mean? How can you break that down for me? What is the purpose? I want to share a story so you can, so you can, I didn't want to be all theological because I ain't have a whole lot of time anyway, but I want to share a story so you can understand your purpose. Everybody say, share, Pastor. Share, Pastor. Say it like you mean it, share, Pastor. Share, Pastor. I'm going to share, I think I will, I think I will. So Tiffany and I were watching America's Got Talent. Y'all, how many of you watch AGT? Y- yeah, yes, no? Okay, so anyway, we were watching America's Got Talent recently. And when on the show, a mom comes out, and she has this kid, this teenager, and they're walking out, and he's got the white cane, and she's escorting him out. Did y'all see the show? Oh, man, it messed me up. So she's, walk, she's walking out, and, she's, and he's got the cane and everything, and I'm like, okay, and, and they stop in front of the judges, and, and I'm just talking about what is purpose, okay? Follow me. And so she walks out, and they stop in front of the judges, and they're looking at Simon and everybody, Howie and, and the bu- whole bunch, and they're looking at the judges, and... and and his eyes are rolling and everything, and so I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, he saw the cane, his eyes, he's blind. And so the, 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 the judges asked him to introduce themselves, and the mom spoke up. The, moms the mom mentions the, the teenagers or the son's condition, right? And she says, this is the name, um, this is his condition. He's, he's blind and he's autistic. So he has blindness and he has autism, and, and, and so, so the judge has the asked him his name, and, and, she, and she, she steps in again, and she says, you know, he can only hear you. And so they ask him by name to go ahead and get ready to do his presentation, um, if I can embellish a little bit. And so um, as, as he gets ready to do his presentation and hearing what the judges said, said, he goes, oh, yeah, you know, and he's standing there. And they guide him back to his piano, and, and, and he's sitting at his piano, they take his stick and everything, and he gets ready. I'm just talking about purpose. What is purpose? I'm about to present to you your purpose in story form. So he sits there and he he grabs he grabs the keys, now he knows where he's at. The mic's right there. Maybe he moves in, I don't know. He fills the keys and he starts to play. And when he starts to play I'm like, man, that's a nice tune. I don't know how he knows where the keys are, but that's a nice tune. And he starts to play and he opens up his voice, y'all. The last voice I heard was, oh, yeah. And then he opens up his voice and he has this harmonic little melodic little voice that just fills the room. So his playing and his voice just fills the room. And by the time he finishes and, and they guide him back in front of the judges, everybody in the, in the auditorium is standing to their feet, giving him ovation. Simon hits the goal. He hits the goal buzzer, sends him all the way through to the finals. You don't have to perform again. And everybody's eyes are wet, including mine and Tiffany. We're snotting and rubbing our eyes or whatever. And I'm listening to how beautiful he sound. I forgot what song he sang. I was just, I was just in, in awe of his voice. I took notice of his voice. And I'm thinking, wow, isn't it just like God His dream was to come and perform. He was blind. He's autistic. And yet he sings better than some who graces the stage every Sunday, who records the music that we prefer to listen to. Man, he was designed to give God glory in his blindness, in his autism. Design always gives nod to the designer. You couldn't look at that kid and not say, Oh my God, how but God? Mm. And a lot of us have a whole lot going for us. We have a whole lot. We're not artistic. We're we're not buying. We're we're not limping in, you know, just trying to do the best we can. But we don't want to give nod to the designer because we're too focused on the problem rather than the purpose man I, I, man this is really this is just so in me you guys Because I'm dealing with people all the time. I got calls while I was away from people, and that's not even in our church. Different issues. Pastor, can I meet with you? I'm like, hey, I got to serve my people first. If you want to meet with me, then you need to be in the seats. But I got all kinds of issues that people are coming to me because they feel like, I guess, that they can talk to me, they can relate to me, whatever. And I don't mind. I'm a people person. But I'm not about to spend all my life, all my time, serving for people that are not part of the plan he's assigned anyway i'm just let me get off my soapbox with that <laughs> the point is there's so many people dealing with problems focused on problems rather than purpose and i believe if 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 i could get people to focus on their purpose their problems will go away when we, some of you that saw the show, when the kid was performing, and, when they, and I know we we're all like on the edge of our seats. We're like, how is he going to play? How is he going what is he going to do? And we, we, we're, re- we're rooting for him. I was rooting for him. And I'm thinking, please don't mess up. Man, you know. And yet, when I saw him perform, I didn't think about his disability. I didn't think about his problems. I didn't think about, he was blind. He was autistic. He knew, he knew right when to go in, and play and when and when he sat down at that keyboard like I said when he sat down and he felt those keys the black and white keys and 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 he settled in on the seat and leaned forward to touch the mic he knew this is where I belong it's time for God to shine he didn't have to say it his his life expressed it it's time for God to shine it reminded me of a a guy I saw once before who had problems with his legs Jay, he had problems with his legs. He couldn't walk without help. And if he did, he walked with so much weirdness that he needed assistance, and he had problems with his legs, and he couldn't really walk. But then he was guided to the pool. I'm talking about purpose. He was guided to the pool. And I'm thinking, are they going to push this dude in the pool? Re- really? <laughs> and my high pitched? really? And so he was guided to the pool and he was he was helped down into the pool. And uh, amongst the other people that were swimming, he started doing laps. I mean, various kinds of uh, forms of swimming, breaststroke, you know, going to the side. I mean, going underwater. He was going mean, he was doing it at a good clip. He was going he was going at a good pace. He was swimming like a fish in water. And that let me know that that's where he belonged. Because because when people saw him get out of the pool again, they're going to they're give nod to the designer. And, 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 I, and I never talked to him, but I, I would imagine that, that in a situation like that where, where he couldn't walk on his own without assistance, but yet going in the pool and swimming like a fish in water, I would imagine that he felt like, this is what, this is what God gave me. And, and, and when people ask me how, Maybe, 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 I can give them God's credit. I'm just talking about purpose. So, 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 by the end of the piano lesson, or the rendition, every eye, including mine, was watering. What the what the blind kid did was present how fearfully and wonderfully he was made. That's what he did. His performance. Revealed his purpose. And church, you are designed for a purpose. I want to give you this, and and I want you to to let it resonate with you. Put it in your phone, however you need to write it down. Remember this. You're designed for a purpose, but your purpose must perform. I'm going to take a minute right there. What did I say? Church, help me out. What did I say? I can't hear you, church. Start over again. What did I say? You were designed for a purpose. I'm just trying to get some air up here. But your purpose must perform. I've said this before, and I don't know if some of you really even believe me. By nature, I'm a shy person. I'm a shy person. I'd rather be in the room and not know you not know I'm there. I'd rather not be speaking, that's for sure. But God set me up this way to present to you his glorious gospel. That's my purpose. But I'd rather not do it. Do you follow me? And I wonder what is your purpose? That God will say, when you get it, when you get it, when she does it, she's like a fish in water. When she opens up her mouth, everybody's like, oh, my, oh, oh, oh. When, when you're on the job and you're doing what you do, when you're putting math equations together, students, when you're doing what you do, some people are struggling. They want to look at your, your paper in school, and yet you're doing math so easy. That's purpose. That's purpose. Oh, man. You are designed for a purpose, and the purpose in you must perform. Everybody say, I'm designed for a purpose. And my purpose must perform. All right, all right. Oh. David isn't claiming that he is, and, and, and this is where I want to help you. David isn't claiming that he is fearfully and wonderfully made. He's claiming, giving nod to the designer, and saying that. You are fearful and wonderful in how you made me. Oh, my goodness. Let me help you with that. Let me help you with that. He, he's declaring that, that uh, how God branded him speaks to the brand, but yet he, he sees it as a high-end design. Do y'all know the difference between Prada and Nada? Okay. So so he's saying there's certain brands out there that seem ordinary, Sammy, but then there's other brands out there that everybody takes notice of. And that's you and I. There's some people that's just ordinary in what they do, and then there's some people that's just extraordinary in what they do. So David says, oh, God, you are fearfully— let me break this down like you're a fifth grader because that's what I was doing all week— fearfully— in the context of this message, of this passage, doesn't mean that um, to fear the Lord. Not in this context. It means in this in this context a reverence for or a respect for. So when other things come against you, there's a reverence for God and a respect for God. Oh my goodness! So when we're in a situation, we can when we find ourselves, we have to remember that we're bigger than this. When you're, fake, when you're facing your problems, I'm bigger than this. I have a purpose. Oh, man. Oh, man. Let me give it to you some more. So so he fearfully, David, fearfully brought, um, uh, says that God brought me to this point. Whatever it is I'm facing, God fearfully brought me to this point and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's why you have to know your word because you got to remind God of his word. So his word will show up in you. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's Isaiah 54, 17, in case you guys didn't know that. No weapon formed against me will prosper. It may form. Check it out. You know what throws you guys off? But not me. Because I've been there and done that. I've seen. I've came out limping and seen God on the other side restoring me and making, helping me walk again, helping me run again. The, the problem that you guys face, that as your pastor, I want to jump in your body and say, come on, you're bigger than that, is the weapon forms against you. And we think the weapon shouldn't form. Isaiah 54, 17 says, the, no weapon formed against me, that means it will, it will form against you, shall prosper. It shouldn't succeed. It may form, but it won't be effective. Oh, man. Oh, man. You got to believe that. You've got to believe that. Don't run from the form. You got to face the form, whatever it is. If it's, if it's health issues, you got to face it. What do I got to do? Maybe I got to eat better. Maybe I do have to take that medicine. But I believe I'm believing God that I'm going to be off the medicine. It's going to form, but you got to face it. Don't run from the form. Oh, I'm, I'm facing this. I'm pastor, I don't really want to. I don't really. God, I don't really want to. Do, I don't really want to do it. Face the form. God says, if you face it in me, it, it, it shall bow down. Because everything falls under the fear of the Lord. We look at things Fearfully it took fearful presentation for this kid to get behind that piano and show God's glory now let's look at wonderfully and the same context is descriptive of how wonderfully unique you are and I am if you ever notice you're not like everybody else it's not just your hairstyle and some of you have some cute hairstyles I remember when I did when I had my stuff all waved up in a little curly Tiffany was going, crazy! (laughs) Oh. (laughs) If you ever notice that I'm not like everybody else. Um, I'm blessed. I get that. But, But I'm not designed for the status quo. You're not designed to be the status quo. Because every one of us have a uniqueness to us. That's how God designed you. I mean, he created humanity in Adam and Eve. But everybody springs off of there, like I said, and has their own uniqueness and they have their own purpose. Your, your purpose might be to play ball, but that might not be the person that's your best friend's. That might not be his purpose. Mm. Oh, man. Um, so, so we think sometimes we, we're designed to be, uh, to fit into the status quo, but that's not true. So our sinful nature, you know, we have a sinful nature that we default back to. You know, we don't always praise God for everything he's done and everything who he is. So in our sinful nature, we default back to um, uh, our focus on our uh, looks, lifestyle, and lives of others. Man, don't give me just a day and a half to preach. I'm telling you. Man, I'm like, God, take it today, take it, I'm tired, take it, I've been preaching all week, I've been challenged, Holy Spirit, show up. I was talking to the kids about Toy Story, and when we're talking about Toy Story 1 on on day one, Toy Story 2 on Tuesday, Toy Story 3 on on, on Wednesday, Toy Story 4, which I saw illegally, um, on on, on Thursday. Um, Anyway, I was talking to the kids about about, uh, Buzz Lightyear. And, and, at camp. And, and so I was talking to them about sin and how sometimes we don't want to give God credit and glory for our purpose and, our, and how we're designed. And in and, and, and Toy Story 3 on Wednesday, they were, all, they were all ears and looking at me, Pastor. Man, everybody had nicknames. I couldn't think of a nickname, so I said, I'm Lexi's dad. So everything, everything that they addressed me with came from Lexi's dad. So Lexi's dad was talking to them, they were looking at me. And I, I was talking to the kids, and I'm trying to be on their level. And I said, y'all know how it is with sin and our sin nature, and sometimes we don't want to give God glory for what, what, we're, what, we're, what we're doing and what we're, what we're going through. And they were like, yes, yes, Lexi's dad, yes, yes, yes. And I said, remember in Toy Story 3, when Buzz Lightyear was, 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 with, with, was with the gang, and they, were, and they were in this one situation, and they were amongst these other toys, these other toys, not Christians, other toys, and, and, and one of them... Um, flipped him into, pushed a button on him and flipped him into demo mode. So he was no longer in play mode. He was in demo mode. His demo mode was his old way, his old self. So he started acting mean again. He started, he started doing things. He wanted to fight his, he wanted to fight his friends. And, and some of us, I'm just telling you this to say, some of us often work out of Demo mode, back to the original sin nature, But we don't appreciate purpose. We often find ourselves like someone switched something on the back of our neck in demo mode. And I wonder from, from Sunday to Saturday, what happened? What happened? Why don't you see it? I don't want to scream, but I'm too nice to y'all. You're in demo mode. Go back to play mode. Where everything is appreciated. Mm, that's for free. That wasn't even in my notes. I, 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 I don't know. Just want to give you that. You are made for a purpose with a purpose. Kim Parthier said this. She said, um, on the day you were born, the doctor heard your, your cry. And the devil heard your purpose. On the day you were born, the doctor heard your cry. <laughs> the devil heard, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Praise God for his design. Oh, with fear and trembling, the devil heard you cry. And he doesn't know that you're gonna walk and you're gonna talk, and eventually you're gonna default back to demo mode. Write this down, and we're done. Where are we at? Ooh, I'm giving y'all so much. Is this good, everybody? Because I could stop, but I want to give you application real quick, and we're done. Write this down. It's worth it. It's worth it. Um, This is what I want you to know. I am formed and framed to reflect my purpose. I'll say it again. I am formed and framed to reflect my purpose. When you're in purpose, it's not about your hair. And you may have a cute hairstyle. It's not about your clothes or your nice shoes, your Prada shoes or your Nada shoes. Um, it's, It's not about that. It's not about how you walk and how much money you got. It's not about that. When you're in purpose, people notice high-end design. That's what keeps me humble. That's why I don't get proud when they say, oh, I like this message, or, oh, you're so nice, you. you're so nice, person, Marshall, you're so, oh, oh. I know that they're giving a nod to my high-end design. Because in Marshall, I slap you in a heartbeat. When I get angry, but what keeps me in check is I'm reminded, even though I'm agitated and aggravated, it's about purpose. I want people to see him, not me. So I'm formed and framed to reflect my purpose, and then we're out of here. That's what David did. He penned Psalms 139:14 as a reminder to us that we should begin with our praise. And we should reflect our purpose. So, so Psalm 139, 14 says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul, my innards, my insides knows it very well. So he begins with praise. So I don't, I don't ever want you to think I'm just preaching out of my head. I don't ever want you to think that I'm just giving you something just for my own Um, my own uh, agenda I want you to know from a deep place in me God led me in this route for the message for you to understand that you need to praise God for your purpose and not always present your problems Mm. so in essence what David shows me here if I praise him Things start to happen. So we need to praise him despite the pills and anxiety and depression. You you may be taking it, but praise him still. Praise him despite the blindness and autism. Praise him despite the first half of your life. Because you still have the second half of your life. Will the second half of your life be better than the first half of your life? If it it is, it's going to be up to you. God's going to show up. Praise him despite how many steps back you have to take. Sometimes we feel like we take so many steps back before we can take one step forward. Praise him that when you take steps back, you can start over again. Hmm. Praise God because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So, what, so th- this is what I want to ask you as, as, we're, as we're closing. Um, so what if the cross of Jesus gave you a new reality today? For real, for real, for real. What if the cross of Jesus gave you a, a, a new reality of what you should believe? Yeah. You're going to have some things that no, that's, that's sure as I'm standing here are real in your life. But what if the cross was real? What if the, what if the cross was real? And rather than looking at problems, you looked at purpose. Yeah. I believe Church, if we love what really matters as we close out this series, this week will look different. That's the kind of cause I want. That's the kind of cause I want. Pastor, let me tell you what happened today. Marshall, let me tell you, oh my gosh, I was doing my devotion, I was praying, because that's the kind of conversations I have with Tiffany. Girl, I was praying about this this morning, and oh my gosh my husband's flight got delayed. I was, I was praying, I was reading, I was talking to my devotions today and God led me to this girl and I, and I was able to tell her what God showed me in the, in the devotion this morning. When the cross is, your, is a new reality, your week will look different. Those are the kind of conversations I want to have with you. Amen. Would you stand with me? With every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Raise your hand if you receive that word today. Raise, that, raise your hand if that word was for you. you re- if you receive it, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Come on. If this week's going to look different, raise your hand. Amen. 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 I'm believing it for you too. Father, you can put your hands down. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you will help us to take our focus off our problems and present our purpose because we are fearfully and wonderfully made in you. I thank you for David's example, King David, as he learned in life by then to be able to give you all glory for everything that he goes through. So Father, help somebody today. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The guys are going to come for giving. You give as he fit in the food you